Agents Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Follow a Boss. Follow a Boss is the real estate CRM that turns every agent into a top performer. Follow a Boss is packed with features, but it's intuitive and easy to use. So agents love working with it and it integrates with everything. Use multiple lead sources. Guess what? Follow a Boss keeps them all organized. Want to try new marketing channels? Switch website providers? Plug them right into Follow Up Boss. Visit followupboss.com forward slash lab code to see how Follow Up Boss helps you close more deals. That's followupboss.com forward slash lab code. Lab Coat Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Lab Coat Agents Podcast. And today we are going down the path of the broker blitz. If you have not heard about this, this is a specific segment of the LCA podcast where we are showcasing and highlighting specific brands, companies within the real estate space, because we feel like it's important for you, the real estate agent, to know what is out there, understand your options, understand how some brokerages might operate versus where you've been, depending on where you live and where you reside. And we want you to be educated. And frankly, if you are a broker owner, if you own a company and you haven't heard about the Broker Blitz and you want to be highlighted on this podcast, well, reach out to me, find me, and we will absolutely get you scheduled. But today, it is all about my good friend, Tim Ray. He's a broker owner with HomeSmart. He's got his own brand called HomeSmart Legacy based out of Kansas City, but you cover Kansas, Missouri, the Midwest. Uh, Tim, you're a national speaker. You are an entrepreneur. You do all kinds of things. Uh, but this is the broker blitz. So today we're going to talk about Home Smart. What makes Home Smart different? What makes Home Smart unique? Why an agent might want to consider the Home Smart brand? Uh, but let's first start, man, with a little bit about you. I know you, but I'm going to assume our audience doesn't. So why don't you give a little background and welcome to the show, my friend? What's up, buddy? Uh, man, I'm glad to be here. This is awesome. I think, I think the I mean, I'll start this by saying I I truly am brand agnostic when it comes to real estate companies. I, you know, every brokerage out there for the most part offers something. Uh, the question always becomes is what they're offering a good exchange for the cost or the value to be at a brokerage. Um, Jeff, man, I I gosh, I think we went we go back years ago from conferences and things like that. Um and mostly national speaking events or, you know, coaching company events or something like that. So it's good to see you. It's good to be on the show. Um, man, I started my career at a young age, uh, early 20s, um, started a real estate company, boutique brokerage. So I've been in the business a long time. I work with agents all over the, the Midwest, all around the country, and I learned what they were experiencing, getting, not getting from their brokerage, challenges they're having, opportunities they're seeing, things like that. And for me, um, knowing there's just a lot of agents that struggle, there's also a lot of agents that succeed really well. And the defining point for me in time was when I started noticing that agents that were, I've had a large team over the years, uh, selling hundreds of homes a year, multiple transactions. And of course, you know, the one, one property that we had for sale at one time, we received 151 offers on. 
this particular property took about 80 man hours for my staff just to manage through the offers and stuff. And I really got a good glimpse of the quality of agents or the lack of education that agents have when just communicating with someone or sending an offer in. And I'm like, man, we got to do better. We, we got to do better at edu educating our agents. There's such a low barrier to entry to get into this business. When you get into business, you're oftentimes lost. You go work at a brokerage that you were recommended to check out from someone you said in school with, or your aunt recommends go to this particular place, but you don't interview, you don't research, you don't know what you don't know. And that's where a lot of the realm uh, exists with agents these days is they don't know what they don't know. Sometimes we just make it look flashy and shiny and easy. And in many cases, it can be easy and the reward can be flashy and shiny. But gosh, there's a grind to get there. So for me, I chose HomeSmart when I was transitioning my 15 year old brokerage into a different brand and rebranding because HomeSmart is a company that I believe offers all the things that an agent needs to be successful. And we can break that down. But that's just a little bit about me. I've been an investor, owned property management companies. Um, had offices in multiple states at multiple different times throughout my career. It's a little bit about me. Love it. Love it. So I want to ask you on a personal side, you know, obviously you, you kind of broke that down. And so you, you really, you, you are unlike most real estate professionals in the sense that you really haven't bounced around a lot uh, because that is a common thing. And I, I think that it's got a lot to do with, with, uh, broken promises probably in many cases. And I think in other cases, and I don't have a problem saying this, and our audience knows this because I call out realtors all the time because I am truly agnostic, which is, you know, I think a lot of us in this industry have have a tendency of blaming others for our lack of success and not looking in the mirror. And at the end of the day, I do believe that that uh, you know the uh, the brokerage that you that you that you align with, is a critical com component to your success because obviously they're going to provide the tools and the resources, uh, the training, the mentorship, the, the leadership. But at the end of the day, all of that stuff is only as good as you. And so if, if you as an agent, as you're listening to these various episodes of the broker blitz and you're contemplating making a move, ultimately, Tim, I don't know how you feel about this, but you got to look in the damn mirror. You got to look in the mirror. What are you doing with all of the things that they provide? And if you're not doing anything with it, stop blaming other people and start looking in that mirror. Um, with that said, I, I wanted to ask you, and you're welcome to comment on that, but I wanted to ask you because I know a lot of real estate agents, especially our industry, is you know the, we are event uh, overkill, whether it's virtual events, whether it's live events. You and I met through the speaking circuit, and and I think a lot of agents aspire to go down that path. What what got you down that path? Was it because you were doing something at a super high level, so you started to get asked? You was it was how many deals you were closing? What led you down that path? Uh, first of all, well, I'll, so I'll address something you said earlier. Like people make excuses or they they blame other people. Um, I saw a a story on one of my friends Instagram or Facebook post this morning. And it says, when you want something bad enough, you find a way to get it. Yeah. And when you don't, you make excuses. And the average agent in the country, unless data's changed in the last year, I know we've had a 
we've had a huge fallout of agents uh, that just haven't renewed their license or their their board dues or whatever the case may be. But um, every I think it's around every sixteen to eighteen months, an agent transfers a brokerage, and the the average the national retention rate, or I should say, attrition in a brokerage is twenty four percent. Meaning 24% of agents will leave a brokerage every year and they'll go to another brokerage. I've had an agent leave here that in six months went to seven brokerages. That's ridiculous. So it it is it, it is so important and it's valuable to know that there are places that provide what an agent needs. And when I say I'm brand agnostic, I am I mean it with hundred percent. I just believe that what what some brokerages offer, there is no reason to leave. And I know brokerages where agents have stayed there for 25 years and they're going to die there and that's fine. Um, what got me into uh, the speaking thing was, I, I think it was, it was, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit it and I'm actually proud of it. I have been complacent multiple times and complacency is the killer of success. Mm -hmm. And it's what you do in those moments that make a difference. And for me, it was, I reached out. I reached out to people that you and I both know and said, man, I need someone to learn from more. And, and this is for me being successful and having a large team and selling hundreds of homes a year already. I mean, I think I was, I think I, I think I was in 2000, I don't know what year it was, probably 2015. Uh, when I reached out to one of my buddies for the first time to say, I, I know there's more possible, but I don't know how to access it because I don't know what it is. And that's the area of what you don't know, you don't know. I think that year I was selling 251 homes. And this is this is me working my butt off. I believe I had one assistant and a very small team. But I knew there was something possible, not necessarily to, to, to do more deals, which would then touch more lives, but it was how do I get my life back? How do I get back peace of mind? And uh, I, I love the word sanctuary because for me, I, I find sanctuary in multiple places and multiple things. And it's just the peace of mind knowing that I don't have to do things the way I'm doing, even though they look like they're working, they feel like they're working, the bank account's working. We're never in a place where we can't learn more and exceed differently. And for me, it's about touching other people's lives. So how many people can I touch and affect and learn from? And I reached out to one of our buddies and he's like, you need to call, you know, he gave me like four or five different coaching companies. And for me, getting, you know, I, I think your question was getting on stage and what started and how did it get there? It was ultimately networking and meeting people because what I've learned through the years is the events are great. The content oftentimes is fabulous, but it's the people that are there that you can really build relationships and learn from. And it doesn't matter if you're a zero producer that's starving, the fact that you like invest in yourself and your education and your well-being to be somewhere where other people are, are producing at high levels, that's where I want to be. And that's that's the path that I've been on for many years now. And that's what ultimately led me to being a, a, a international coach, actually, um, in Canada and the United States and then speaking on stage and stuff. But I, I can tell you, you know, you and I met in one of these events and the people that I have, I have more friends around the country because these are the people that I want to be with like minded, yeah. like minded real estate individuals in any space. And I say real estate, I've been to non-real estate things as well, but 
that's what this conversation is about. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Love it. Okay. So you have, uh, obviously, you know, headed down this path, you found, you found success, you found unique success, but, but you also said something that I think will resonate with a lot of people, which is complacency. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you and I both know after hanging out in circles that we hang out in that there is, there are some defining, you know, qualities of a human that, that, that kind of they have to be to reach the highest levels of success. And for most people, they never reach those pinnacles and never reach those levels because of that complacency, because of that lack of discipline. Maybe it's just simply a lack of desire. So when, when, if somebody was talking to you and saying, man, you know, you've, you've, you've reached these high levels, uh, but yet you've even admitted you've had complacency. What's, what's your hack? What's your trick? How do you overcome this? How do you dig yourself out of the doldrums when you're in them? Man, I think, I think it boils down to the fundamental root of like, what, what's your motivating peace in life you know some call it the why uh where are you trying to go like for me it was for me it started with you know real estate agents have a high divorce rate uh we have uh we work all the time um and i didn't want to be that statistic i wanted to spend time with my kids and i wanted to um go to their soccer practices at night and have weekends with them. And as a real estate agent, we work nights and weekends. And so for me, I just had to identify what it is that I really want. Was it a pipe dream or is it tangible? And oftentimes what we say we want isn't the reality. You know, most people will um, give up on their hopes and dreams to fulfill an instant gratification or a need. And we overestimate what we can achieve in a year and we underestimate what we can achieve in a lifetime and i think you just have to get real with yourself on like what is it you want and then start there so for me i wanted to have better family time more quality of uh relationship with my daughters growing up through school and stuff and so that meant that i had to focus on my business which ultimately meant i needed to work with more sellers than buyers but it takes it takes getting real with yourself and understanding what it is you want and then what's missing to fill in the spot to then figure it out and that's and that's what i seeked out was how to be a better listing agent how to get better listing leads how to speak differently and um, and, and what was it that uh what would you say is is there one or two or three things that really allowed you to find success in that realm because i think there's a lot of agents that are listening to this saying i want the same thing how do i get there well that was you know years ago when the market was very very different and right now we have a i mean specifically getting listings yeah it, it's hard now i mean agents that have 20 30 40 50 60 listings on average have two right now so what I wanted to achieve years ago, uh, while it's still possible, it just means we have to take a different approach to it. Um, but what got me there was acknowledging what I needed to do and then figuring out how to do it. And that's when I got on the phone with some, some of my friends and they recommended talk to other people. Uh, you know, even, even in these days, social media wasn't as prevalent as it is now. And we couldn't just go on. I, we have the most beautiful world at our landscape because if there's, you know, Khan Academy is a huge piece for educational pieces. You can get degrees online that you don't pay for. And you can learn from your company, Jeff, uh, how to be a stupid sick 
social media person. Yeah. So the first thing is identify it, then do it. And that's where I think a lot of agents drop the ball is they just won't do it, whatever it is. So let's let's give them a minute. What what is if if an agent comes to you today, they're with your they're with HomeSmart and they say, listen, I want to attract more listings. I want to acquire more listings. What should I do? Um, well, I mean, we so we've got training internally on like, you know, where where to get listings. So, I mean, there, there are lead sources that still work. Um, there's conversations that can still be had and we do training around that. I don't know if I'm answering your question specifically. Um, I, I mean, it's it's not just there's not just one answer to it. I mean, for what I do, if someone says that to me, I say, well, let's create a business plan. Um, and we sit down, we set an hour session in the office in one of the conference rooms, and we put together a business plan and a diagram. Uh, Napoleon Hill said it. He's like, you start with the end in mind. And I see too often agents kind of fluttering around doing things they think work and they possibly could work if they were, were persistent in it. So I think a business plan is the most important thing. And you can have multiple plans at once, but one is I want to get more listings. Well, gosh, how many do you want to get? And then we break it down, which it ultimately comes down to, you know, who are you going to contact? How are you going to contact them? And the frequency in which you're going to do so. So at Kansas City market is different. We're, uh, I'm opening up, a, gosh, I'm super excited about it down at Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri, which is just a, I think there's a fabulous opportunity. And I think opportunity comes into this conversation anywhere in the country. But my plan for getting listings at the Lake of the Ozarks is different than my plan for getting lakes or getting listings in Kansas City. However, the a lot of the same tool systems and methods are going to be the same, but where are we going to get the data and what data are we going to get? Mm -hmm. um, so there's there's a there's a little bit into it, but none of it's tricky or complex. And honestly, none of it really costs that much money, if any. The the truth is. In complacency, we've learned that I've learned that you spend a lot of time doing nothing. And if you could just spend a little bit of time doing something different. And one of one of my favorite, favorite coaching points is just do do something more, one percent a day. Add one more person to your database. Okay, you don't know where to get that one more person. Let's figure that out. You have to move the needle in every area of your life to then feel like you've accomplished because what's what's measured is you know where progress is measured prog pro progress is improves and all we're talking about is simple metrics along the way to record what you're doing to then move the needle forward and and results will follow can you do you have any like so let's just use Kansas City first as the example so uh, again I'm an agent and and I'm I'm thinking about joining your team and and I and they and I asked, give me something, something tangible or tactical that I could do immediately to try to acquire more listings. Okay, one me? thing would be, um, I'll tell you what's not working right now. Um, I mean, is it okay to say a name of a lead source? Sure. One thing that's not working right now is a a, a lead source called Z Buyer. For me, it's not working. Um, however, five years ago. We were listing 37 houses on average a month from Z Buyer. Wow. 
So what works at one time may change. And honestly, I'm looking for that, that next Z buyer source or a series of those even to get two to four to five a month. So I don't, I don't know what the source is because they've changed so much in the last in the last couple of months. I'm still working that particular lead source. I'm working it at the at the lake where we're opening up a new operation and we're working in Kansas City. But even then, even then we were listing that many amount of homes through that one particular source, it was an average of 18 attempts to get a hold of someone to then have a conversation to then follow up with. Mm-hmm. Um and and the funny thing is, is with the systems we have now, I use follow up boss, I use call action with Jesse Bedoin, and those those systems work together real well. I can take a, a list of a thousand people that shopped at Taco Bell, for that matter, and I can squeeze enough juice out of that to get one listing opportunity at least. And if you look at you know where our time is most valuable. And in fact, I'm doing that with a, a, a couple of lists that I bought for like $10 up to $1,000 for lists that we've just plugged into the system having conversations. So where do you get the data? You get the data anywhere. We all know that, you know, these these right now lead sources, Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, the cost has changed over the last few months. The quality has changed um, over the last few months. So uh, I didn't know you were finished talking there. So as well, far I was, as I was thinking, I was thinking. Okay, sorry, sorry. Carry on, carry on. Uh, there, there's so many products out there. The problem is that you have to throw everything at the wall. Like you have to, you, you, you know, what works in Cincinnati doesn't work in Kansas City, but may work in Nashville. And Anything you do, you have to do well. I mean, it's even biblical. It's like, do it with all your might. And when we do something as an agent, we try it once, twice, three times for two weeks or 30 days, and it doesn't work because it didn't give us the results we want, but you've got to be persistent in what you do. And so I found that, and, and my standard rule of thumb is whatever you try, try it all the way for six months. Yeah. Then you can measure it. Then you know if it works. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, you know, so you're, so you're, you. It sounds to me like you, you lean lead aggregators in Kansas City. You mentioned that you're opening at the Lake of the Ozarks. Is there anything different that you're going to employ there? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly just in the, in the beginning framework of, of figuring out what the best systems and products are, and they, and it may turn out to be that it's the same ones that I use here. But I don't know. Uh, but coming to opportunity and as an agent, you know, we can all look back on COVID uh, and say, gosh, I think it was 82% of homes in COVID that sold, sold to investors. And a lot of them sold in mountain towns and destination places and resort locations. That is a staggering number. Well, had we known that, gosh, at the time, every single one of us should have been contacting our investor pipeline. And if you don't have one, we could talk about how to build one. But the opportunity that existed, maybe we didn't notice it at the time. Many people figured it out. What are the opportunities that fly by? And I just feel like the Lake of the Ozarks is an opportunity that we can't miss. We, I, I cannot miss this opportunity now with, and I don't want to go into all the details of why, but I feel like it's an opportunity and I'm going to throw everything I've got at it while at the same time uh, maintaining the 
the market here in Kansas City. We're, we're down by agent population by huge numbers. Our average price point went up from 224000 in 2020 to 345000 right now. So when you're an agent that is looking to going back to what's your business plan, what's the blueprint for your success, what market are you in, you can make over a third more money on one transaction. And I had a lot of agents that I interviewed that say, my goal is to spend more time with my family to have a better balance in my in the areas of my life. I don't want to sell more houses than I did the last two years, but I want to make more money. How can I do that? Well, we just use the data that we have to say, well, one, what's your comp structure at your current brokerage? How much are you paying them? Or how much are they taking? What are they giving you? Two, our average price point went up by, you know, it over a third. So now you're making, you know, $9,500 instead of $6,400. So all so the, the data that we have, which is prevalent, we just use the data matched up with an agent's hopes, dreams, goals, wants into the form of a business plan. Then we train around it. Love that. Now, you and I have talked specifically, and I want to share this only because we've talked, you know, uh, offline and, and, and I obviously have... Um, privy and 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 have some influence to lick the Ozarks that's the reason why why we have talked is about building kind of uh, something that 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 uh attracts the future and i would argue that might even be partially the now not just the future but it's 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 about building uh helping agents establish influence authority status built around becoming the community aggregator of all things in that community mm -hmm. and do you believe that you know from obviously we're talking we're talking you know uh doing uh, promotional videos to highlight local businesses maybe sharing content around local news local events local attractions lifestyle uh, real estate listings, maybe local real estate news, holiday greetings, things like that. Uh, do you feel like that will have a pretty profound impact on um, on potential sellers? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, there's there's two things I'm hearing in your question. One is um, the future of real estate. What does it mean to be an agent, and what do agents need? which feeds into one of the things they need is eyeballs and attention and exposure. Will it have an impact on sellers? A hundred percent. And here's why, here's what I, here's why I love what you just asked. Here's why I love what you just asked. Because I have this theory and I've proven this theory to be true that there is no reason for any real estate agent ever to lose a listing opportunity. So if you think about that, I think it's possible and I've proven that it's that a listing agent can go to a listing appointment and never lose the opportunity, meaning to another agent. Okay. Like maybe we go to an appointment and the seller is like, gosh, I've heard everything you have to say. Now is not the time for me to sell my house. 
So not to say that 100% of the listing appointments that I personally go on or that I train agents to go on turn into a listing, but I can't remember one in the last year that was taken by another agent. And here's why. Because as an agent, we have to provide value to our clients. And earlier on when I said it was you know 251 transactions, when I reached out for help, as many as 700 transactions in a year, that's fine. That sounds great. But how many of those alive were positively impacted through what we did and what we offer? Then compound that by what you're talking about with follow-up related to social media, drip campaigns, these different ways of reaching out to people, right? So 700 transactions in a year, fabulous. What do I do with that to improve more transactions? How can I monetize, capitalize, change people's lives? So for me to say that I believe it's possible for an agent to never lose a listing opportunity means that the agent has to be well-equipped and they have to bring every possible opportunity to a seller. It's no secret that I've had relationships. I sell a lot of foreclosed homes. I have five government contracts, uh, companies like Open Door. I love Open Door. A lot of people don't like Open Door. But set that aside for a moment. If you walk into a listing appointment and you have and you know how to you know how to identify distress. So maybe you're now alerted to that they might be behind on their mortgage payment. Well, now you know the foreclosure process. You know what a short sale looks like. You understand how a deed in lieu works. You've got an institutional buyer like Open Door, or you know, used to be we would have institutional buyers like Zillow, cash offer investors, the iHome buyers. I can list it on the MLS for a certain amount of percentage. But literally, instead of walking in and saying, Jeff, here's the comps I pulled, your home is worth this. What I do for you is I, I get the photographer over here, maybe, I might be using my cell phone, and I put a sign in the yard, if you're okay with that, put it on MLS, lots of people are going to see it on Zillow. That's what every agent can do with the click of a button. Yep. That's what a lot of agents do by default. Yep. Match that up to, I've literally given you, and you are not overwhelmed, 10 options Half of them don't have my sign in the yard, but you're now in a position that you're like, holy cow. Now match that up with what you asked earlier. Oh, I can get you 10 million views on TikTok. Yep. Because what sells something is exposure and private office listings are great if you want, but a private office listing is limited to the eyes or the exposure of the office, yep. the hundred agents, the 400 agents, whatever. Great. Okay. Well, if I put it on MLS, it goes to Zillow and we can count looking at Zillow that you had 255 views in the first four hours on. Okay. What if we also do this? Get you maximum exposure. We can show you that we just got you a million views, 10 million views, 20 million views on your property. So when you're an agent that can provide every possible solution to a seller, you can't lose. Yeah. And so to your question, that attracts a seller when you have an agent that's competent, knowledgeable, can explain things clearly, what your options are, that's not just there necessarily to earn a percentage of a commission and get a sign in the yard, although that is, that's a goal as well. I don't, I, 
I think the opportunity for agents to be better in better trained with things like what you're doing through through your media company. I mean, dude, I've seen your stuff at Lake of the Ozarks. It is unbelievable the amount of people that follow, comment, like, share. Exposure, attention. Ex- yeah. expo- exposure is everything. I think that's what we're talking about is do something to get more exposure for your client. Like earn your commission. We are the last developed country in the world that a listing agent or that a seller pays a commission to a buyer's agent. And we are coming to a time where a buyer's agent or said another way, an agent working with a buyer is going to have to prove their value to their client. It's going to change. There's a lawsuit with national association of realtors. So right now, so I think exposure and advocacy and education is important. My company wants to focus on empowering the agent educate the agent with the things we talked about, maybe the 10 different options or listings, empower them to go educate and advocate for the client. That's the circle. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. We've uh, spent almost uh, 30 plus 30, 40 minutes talking about just uh, general topics and and value. And I think that's a, that's a testament because I'm going to do a lot of these broker blitz episodes. A lot of them are going to go different directions some are going to be probably more pitchy than others. This has been not pitchy at all. Uh, but for the sake of the fact that this is a Broker Blitz episode, I don't want to leave that stone unturned. And I want you to talk a little bit about what makes Home Smart Home Smart. What mm-hmm. makes it different? And I'm going to start with the elephant in the room. You and I have talked about this. Uh, Home Smart is one of those. 100% models. And I know that, uh, you know, some agents and some agents eyes, they, they look at that as, as, uh, as a sleight of hand, maybe, a you know, it's, it's, it's a slimy way to describe it because nothing is truly a hundred percent, which is true. Uh, right. I mean, there's, is transaction fee or there's a monthly fee. Uh, so help our audience understand what that means in the home smart world. What does it mean to be a hundred percent agent? Okay. Yeah. Good. Super good question. So you, you base it in the real estate brokerage realm. You basically have transactional or you have, um, well, yeah, I guess I'll say it that way. You have transactional based brokerages, which sometimes identify as hundred percent commission brokerages. And then you have broker split companies. Okay. And the broker split companies are the ones that take a percentage of your check might have a cap, but you know, they might take 15%, 20%, 30%, 40%, right? Uh, so don't know who all the audience is listening. Um, if you make a $10,000 check on a commission, you might pay $1,500. You might pay $4,000 to your brokerage. Somewhere in that, okay? The 100% model or transactional-based model is not the brokerage split model. It's a file fee or a transaction fee. It, 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 it is known as 100% commission, and I don't want to get too in the weeds on why that is or how that is, but many agents are charging additional commissions to their clients, to their buyer and their seller. We used to be able to call it an administrative fee. We can't anymore. But you know, if you do a listing agreement or a buyer's agency agreement, you might pass on an additional fee to your client. That fee would probably be the same fee that the brokerage charges you. So we charge 500 bucks, 499, okay? So if you make a $10,000 commission check, you're going to pay $499 to the brokerage. You're not going to pay a split of a commission. 
that's transactional based. Now there are transactional based hundred percent commission brokerages around the country. Some charge 400. I don't know who they are, but I know they probably exist. Some charge 1200. What we do at my offices is we charge 499. Um, the, the beauty of it is that it's, it's, it's easily quantifiable if you're looking at tracking your numbers and stuff. If I do 20 transactions, I'm going to pay $9,980. We do have a cap, by the way, but I don't want to confuse it. Um, so, yeah, but I think that's imp it's important to know. So I'm going to ask that question because okay. um, if I'm an agent, you know, and, I, and, I'm, and I do a, a quantity, I do volume, uh, you know, I do a lot of units. Uh, this does come very much into play. It comes into play, I think, very much so on a transactional basis when you got that high commission, because I'd rather pay 500 bucks than than 10, 20, 30 percent, 50 percent, whatever it is. Um, but most brokerages have a cap. So in other words, whether you're paying 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 percent or $500 per transaction, you cap out and truly reach 100%. You pay nothing after you hit X. What is that X yeah, for that, you? That, that's, that's the misconception, though, is you know there are brokerages, names that we've all heard, that cap at $15,000, $16,000, Anyone listening, this is where education is important and interviewing brokerages is important. So every company that I know of that has a cap, when you reach that cap, you still pay a fee of some sort. You may still pay a royalty or a 6% commission on top of it, depending on who the brand is. So I don't know of one company that has a cap that when you reach that cap, you don't still pay them money. It could be $375 a file fee. You're just not, you're paying something else, right? So agents can get confused on, well, this brokerage has a cap of this, this brokerage has a cap of that. Just read the fine print and find, and, it's, it's, and, it, and it shouldn't even be fine print. It should be fully available for you to see. Yeah. So our cap is $9,980. Simple math is if you did 20 transactions and paid $499, $9,980. When you reach that cap, you pay $150 a transaction. And that basically covers our administrative cost on the file. It is the lowest cap that I know of in, in my market. Um, if there's another one, I haven't heard of it. Uh, the, the, the brokerages here, 15, 20, 19, something like that, $1,000. But here's what's important though, Jeff, that I want to point out is it's not always about money to people. Yep. Because I think there's six things that every agent needs. Um, and those six things are technology, and that can be defined multiple different ways, whether it's just a website or whatever. Um, training, which would encompass like mentorship, um, relevant content stuff, what's happening in the market, but the things agents need, including social media and how to be a rock star influencer or whatever. Um, service, which is also kind of broker support. What really breaks my heart is when brokerages get so big, one of the things that the first thing that gets compromised is the ability for an agent to get what they need when they need it. So if you think about when you're a brand new agent and you, you go into the business and you're going to work for whatever brokerage your neighbor works at or your friend in school, 
you don't know how important it is to get what you need when you need it. And if you're anything like me, you learn demonstratively. So you go work at some brokerage and you're like, I don't know how to use the systems. Okay, well, you can go in for training and support and system work and all of that. But now you've got a buyer and you're like, holy cow, I have a buyer. How do I get the forms? I don't know how to get the forms. Okay, now I got the forms. I don't know how to fill out the forms. Oh, I don't know how to speak to a listing agent. All of those things that when you need them, when you need them, back to the realm of you don't know what you don't know, until you get in that position and in the moment, you're like, crap, I need to call somebody. 24 to 48 hours is the average response rate of brokerages in the United States. So if you're an agent that needs something, you're not going to get it for a day or two. That doesn't feel good. So you've got technology training service, which includes broker support. You've got commission structure, which they're all over the board. You've got culture. And those are the things that everybody needs. And I've talked to agents that are at the, the big companies, right? That consistently pay 35% commission. And they've done so for years. They may or may not have a cap, but they love the brand. They love the office. They love the whatever they get. So it's not always about money for an agent. But we offer all those things. Our average response rate is 24 minutes for an agent that needs support. And when you have what you need, you don't leave. Remember earlier, I said agents switch every brokerage on every 16 to 18 months. Our attrition is so low. And I think it has to do with that. I have a heart for giving agents what they need. If your broker doesn't want to sit down with you and um, put together a business plan unique to you based on your needs, I don't know, give me a call because I would love to help you with it, help you figure it out. Um, I can give my cell phone out at the end of the day. I love giving my phone out, my, my cell phone number out. I mean, uh, chances are nobody's going to call me. But if you have it, you know I'm here for you. And and the one thing, we've done Survey Monkeys in my company before. The one thing that consistently every agent says they like about this brokerage is they can always get me on the phone. Well, let's test that. Um, and, and, and we're obviously, we're running short on time, but, but that's the perfect segue to say, okay, fine. What's your cell phone? Let's give it out. 816-682-3338. So Tim, honestly, we just, we just scratched the surface here. Um, and this is a great, uh, this is a great episode because I think it's a testament to how you operate your business. And I know there's other, other, other great ones. Obviously you're one of the great ones, uh, that, that it isn't, you know, the fact that you led this whole thing by saying, you know, I'm like, I'm agnostic. That's, that's really good because honestly, that reminds me a lot of Tristan and obviously everybody here knows Tristan and he's the least salesy guy in the world. And he's been attached to multiple brands over the years, but you barely know about it because he's Uh not pushy. He doesn't cram it down your throat. If you call him to say, I want to join wherever you're at right now. And he doesn't feel like it's the right fit for you. He doesn't push you. He Uh actually, as Tim actually is experienced uh, Tristan's even referred to Tim as of recently within the last week. And because Tristan's looking at it that way and Tim, you're the same way. And, and I love that about you. Um, it just so happens 
that uh, that HomeSmart has a pretty sexy monetary model, uh, which isn't mm-hmm. for everybody. You know, again, I think culture probably is the single greatest component. Uh, you know, y- you and I both know that a lot of agents are going to say, well, I want leads. Uh, but we all know that that's there. There is no magic pill for that. Um, and if you want to join a team that that uh, that that really does a, a stellar job at leads, you're just going to pay a higher split. That's just the reality, because usually leads cost a shit ton of money. Um, yeah. So, well, and I, I I would love to say something on that too, just yeah, for whoever's please. listening in the future and down the road. Is you know when again when you don't know what when you don't know you don't know right, and so it's like leads and teams and all that stuff can be sexy and all that, but man, there's a million lead sources and there's a million things, and if you're going to look at a brokerage that says we have leads man, find out what they are, find out how many you get. I mean, there's a big difference between a Craigslist lead and a personal referral from grandma Joan, you know, like there is a huge difference. So just, just check on that. And really, if you're looking for a switch to a different brokerage, or you're just now getting in the, the, as an agent to the business, interview different models, interview different brokerages, interview different brokers of the same brand. Like you're going to get a different experience because um, this is your opportunity and your time and you didn't go to school to be the statistic yeah. that 87% fall out in five years. Yep. 87% of agents get out of the business in yep. the first five years. Yep. And that's not you guys. So do your homework, figure out what you need. If you don't know what you need, talk to me, talk to Jeff, talk to somebody that can help you identify what you need and what you want to do. and then you know, it'll make you uh, more aware to make your decision. I love it. Tim Ray, Home Smart Legacy, soon to be, if I'm not mistaken, Home Smart Lifestyles as well, which is going to be the Lake of the Ozarks brand and who knows where hell it's going to go. Uh, if you want to, if you want to talk more with Tim, and if nothing else, just get kind of a, a neutral opinion. Obviously, he's a great guy to talk to. He's going to give you some no fluff, no salesy. Uh, just great feedback, great experience. 816-682-3338. Tim, it's been a pleasure. I know you and I will continue to talk. So uh, thank you for sharing with our audience, man. You got it, buddy. Thanks for having me. Today's podcast is brought to you by Follow a Boss. Follow a Boss is the real estate CRM that turns every agent into a top performer. Follow a Boss is packed with features, but it's intuitive and easy to use, so agents love working with it, and it integrates with everything. Use multiple lead sources? Guess what? Follow a Boss keeps them all organized. Want to try new marketing channels? Switch website providers? Plug them right into Follow a Boss. Visit followupboss.com forward slash lab code to see how follow up boss helps you close more deals. That's followupboss.com forward slash lab code. Lab Agents Podcast.